Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Friday night, feeling good, feeling relaxed, feeling like champions that we are. We got Counterpoint, which is brought to you by Pizzaville. You could get a Pizzaville at pizzaville.ca or 416-736-3636. They'll get you all set up. Bob Richardson joining us tonight, Senior Counsel over at National Public Relations. Hello there, sir. Have you slept yet? Good evening. <laughs> I did get a little bit of sleep, uh, frankly, this afternoon. Fantastic. So, uh, I'm feeling a little tired today. Right, yeah, aren't we all? Peter Sherman joining us. Of course, you hear him on Global News Radio, broadcaster, businessman, former conservative MPP. Hello there, sir. I will get to him at some point. Do we have Peter Sherman? All right, we'll get to him. He'll uh, just link up. We're just getting trying to link him up. Uh, by the way, Bob, I'm just uh, seeing some New Balance headlines. I don't know if you've seen these commercials, but they uh, they got them done pretty quickly. They've got, of course, a huge endorsement deal with Kauai, and it is going to pay off big. They've got a board man gets paid uh, clothing line coming out and a new championship sneaker that will fly off the shelves. These guys are going to make millions. And good for him and good for them. I think yeah. it's terrific. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty fun. I think these guys are uh, interesting uh, business stories are going to yeah. be emerging. Um, so Oakland police, this is a story, of course, that we are talking about yeah. now. They are uh, recommending, they're pushing for charges against Toronto Raptor President Masai Yajiri. He's uh, apparently accused of hitting a sheriff deputy. He wasn't wearing the accreditation. It was in his hand. This sounds to me like a situation of post-game adrenaline, confusion, you know, crowds, and a whole lot of lack of common sense. And I'm starting to see more and more uh, video. We just saw some stuff on on NBC. You know, the cop pushed back pretty hard, too. He came right for uh, the president. And so there was one witness there that John Oakley spoke to earlier who was right there and said no one was punched, but there was a, a push. Take a listen. Yeah. Yeah, he, he took both hands and shoved the policeman back in the chest. I I don't believe he struck him or hit him in the face. Uh, he, he shoved him in the chest. Shoved him in the chest. I, mean, I think we got Peter Sherman on the line to join in this conversation as well. Um, Bob, what do you make of this? Um, to me, this is a pick I'm not sure Oakland should pick. Well, you know, first of all, it's kind of much ado about nothing, and it just shows how completely tone-deaf a lot of these police departments are in the U.S. And, of course, it involves a white deputy sheriff uh, in, in, an, uh, in, uh, in an incident with a black man. Meanwhile, the week before, when the white owner actually did shove somebody, and it was on tape, he was quietly escorted out of the game, and of course there were no charges filed. This country has a major, major problem with the issue of race. This is just another manifestation, an example of it. He is owed an apology. He's not owed a charge. Interesting. Uh, Peter, I know you're on the line now. You know, we had a lot of callers who said, well, look, you should never push a cop. And I get that. But this, to me, is one of those situations that when you're a cop and you're in a high-pressure situation with big crowd control, you've got to be real. You have have to have a real resolve uh, and be almost the bigger person to be able to kind of forget the pick your battles and this to me should have been 24 hours of everyone get a cooler head maybe issue an apology on both sides move on but the fact that they're escalating this to me is either sour grapes or they're picking a fight that they'll get back 
It's called protect your flank. And anybody yeah. who knows anything about security in a public place, yeah. and there's nothing more public than the floor of an arena where you've just got a championship and you're going to have a bunch of officials come out and there are going to be some speeches and trophies presented. Um, police who are uh, in charge of that venue should be given uh, a series of photos that they have to commit to memory before they go out on that post. And they should know that when um, a black person who doesn't happen to be seven feet feet tall comes on the the uh, the floor he's not a basketball player he's somebody else and in this case the president of the team that won your opposing team so i don't want to jump to the conclusion that uh, you're dealing with uh, racist oakland police i can't say you're not but what i would say is go get yourself marie hennen mm. and then go get the equivalent in the bay area yeah. and let's get this charge kicked out and then let's sue the oakland cops oh oh there's no question if this charge comes there will be a massive Canadian GoFundMe like you've never seen, and they will will sick will sick Miss Heenan on them. But I think it's a, a battle they shouldn't be picking, and uh, there may be fault on both sides. But it's just pretty rank that they've decided to poop in our cornflakes on uh, Victory Day. Mm. Um, yeah. Doug Ford coming out today saying he will not be marching in the parade, but he will go to the event. And uh, it didn't even dawn on me that there would be any politician. At this well, parade, because to me, it's all about the um, about the athletes. But here is uh, Doug Ford, who spoke with uh, Global News Radio earlier today. I've had this theory even before I was in politics. This isn't the time for a bunch of politicians to jump on board and, you know, somewhere we're all cheering for the Raptors. But, you know, this this is all about the, the fans, the people and the Raptors. It's not about a bunch of politicians uh, doing that. But I, I'll, I'll be down there, but I'm not going to be in the parade. I'm, I'm going to be uh, down there with the people. Peter, I'd be quite happy not to see any politicians in that parade at all. I think you're right. I think uh, Doug has taken the right position on this one. This is a day to celebrate for all of us and to celebrate a team called the Toronto Raptors. Yes, they're Canada's team, and there's nothing wrong if you're from Mississauga or Brampton and you had your own Jurassic Park, but it's the Toronto Raptors. It's not the Ontario Raptors. It's not the Canadian Raptors. It's Toronto Raptors. So if they're going to have a, a venue at some point where uh, they, they take a stage and somebody welcomes them, it should be John Tory. Why? Because he's the mayor of Toronto. That's yeah. it. I, I don't know. I, look, I think John Tory got an awful lot of attention during and everything celebrated and that's and he's obviously made his mark um, on this, Bob, but I, I would just like to keep the politics out of it because to, to me well, well, this was, this brought everyone together. This is a classic Doug Ford story. Number one, he's not <laughs> invited. He's not invited. This is not a provincial thing. This is a city parade and the MLSE. He's not invited. So for him to say, well, I'm not going to walk in the parade, you're right. You're not invited. <laughs> so let's let's start with the basics with that. Two, there will be no politicians in this parade. There never is for parades of this type. So this is classic him talking about something that's not even happening. Oh, if come on, guy, Bob, Bob, Bob. Spent, if this guy spent half that's as much nonsense. time actually doing his job as opposed to making stuff like this. Well, he was, a, he was asked. He was asked. Maybe, I mean, in fairness to him. Drop, maybe he wouldn't drop 40 points in the polls. <laughs> so anyways, I'm just... And I also think there's one other thing here, too, as well, since I'm stirring it up a bit. I think he can't stand the fact that people are really, really pleased with John Tory's performance, and they've liked him as being sort of the Raptors' mayor, 
and Toronto's grandpa, and I think it's driving him batty. Yeah, I don't know. i got to be honest. It gets to be a bit much. I, I could use a little less Drake and a little less John Tory right now. I just <laughs> Honestly, I've seen enough of them, and it's just, okay, done. I've got to pull the rug out from under Bob on this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Doug Ford only said that he won't be marching because somebody asked. He didn't hold a press conference. He didn't try to grab the spotlight. All he's done is tweeted congratulations like I did, and you probably both did as well. That's it. So stop dissing Doug Ford. Poor Doug. Uh, okay, let's talk about. Let's go diss the mayor of Ottawa then, shall we? Um, the mayor of Ottawa asking NDB, uh, NBA champions, the Raptors, to not do the traditional visit to the White House and instead go to Ottawa to visit with Justin Trudeau and the Prime Minister. Um, look, I don't see why he should. The team should not do both, but I don't think you can ask an NBA team full of American players not to go to the White House, Peter. Well, you know, the Warriors won last year, and they didn't go. That's their choice, but I don't think we should be telling them not to go. No, well, I know Jim Watson a little bit. He's not a bad guy, Mm. but I... On this thing, he's he's got no business waiting in, number one. Number two, it's for Justin Trudeau to decide if Justin Trudeau wants these guys to show up in Ottawa. Oh, he does. You mark my words. He does. Well, (laughs) fine. It's election coming up, so I would would say you're probably right. And and it's for them to decide whether they want to go. I suspect no, and I suspect no for the White House as well. And Jim Watson, go mind your business. See? Look, Bob, all the policy. What happens when you put politicians in sports? Let's just keep them out of sports. (laughs) Well, I I am a 35 your friend of uh, Jim Watson. In fact, we were roommates at university mm. for a while. And I can tell you, this is Jim Watson horning in on a story, getting a little bit of media. Bingo. So uh, I, I agree. Uh, I agree with you on this one, Peter. Uh, that I'm not sure why the mayor of Ottawa ought to be commenting on this. I do know, and I do know from the prime minister's office, that they would be delighted to have oh. him come up to Parliament. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, uh, I, I think if he hasn't done so already, I think uh, the Prime Minister was going to be chatting to uh, Larry Tannenbaum, and uh, I think they'll be invited up to Ottawa for sure. And if they want to go to the White House, go to the White House. They'll be giddy with delight. Let me tell you, they'll be giddy with delight. It's exciting! No, oh, you bet. <laughs> Melanie Jolie will be climbing all over them to get a picture. All right, let's take a pause quickly here at 8.30, and when we come up, we will talk about some of the challenges facing the Trudeau government with new Ipsos polling numbers that came out. We'll do that after this on CounterPoint, which is brought to you by Pizzaville, 416-736-3636 or pizzaville.ca. They'll get you all lined up. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point on Global News Radio. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With CounterPoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Victory Friday of the weekend before a parade. Everyone loves a good parade. And this part of CounterPoint is brought to you by Pizzaville. You can get them at 416-736-3636 or pizzaville.ca. It's a great night for a pie. We got Bob Richardson and Peter Sherman joining us. And according to new polling numbers done by Ipsos for uh, Global, Justin Trudeau's approval rating now at its lowest point since uh, being elected in 2015, just 32% of respondents believe he's done a good job and deserves re-election compared to 68% which say time for a new party to take over. Uh, according to the numbers, conservatives now lead in every province but Quebec. These numbers are problematic for a number of reasons, Peter. I'll start with you on this, but mainly because they have not been able to kind of bounce back and recover uh, the losses suffered over the last uh, few months. This is a big problem for him going into an election in four months. 
coming back, and I'm going to tell you why. And, and it's not because Andrew Scheer has gone out and distinguished himself as the great next Prime Minister of Canada, though he well may be. And I'm not saying he won't. I'm saying that at this point, Justin Trudeau is the guy who took favors from the Aga Khan. He's the guy who um, made a fool of himself dancing in India. He's the guy who decided that uh, his priorities were to apologize to every group whether they wanted it or not. Um, he's the guy who decided that truth and reconciliation, though I think we owe it to the native people of Canada, uh, was a high priority. When, in fact, at the, at the polling booth, what Canadians or really people from any country always say is, is my life better? Mm -hmm. And the answer is no, it's not. They don't think it is. And I think that's why he's going to lose. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of problems, albeit I did notice on Twitter tonight, Bob, and maybe you did too, it seems that uh, Selena, um, the uh, MP in, I can't remember her name last night, uh, Selena Cesar Chavanis and Mr. Trudeau put a po picture of, of them together and they are now friends. Oh, brother. <laughs> there you go. Um, With listen, friends like that. I, I, exactly. <laughs> uh Listen, I um, I just don't get too excited about these polls. I, I used to work for Ipsos. Let me tell you, they're a fine uh, company, and they do good work. Mm -hmm. So I'm not questioning the poll and stuff like this. But four years ago at this exact time, we were talking about Prime Minister Tom Mulcair. That's right. So And, you know, it was just these breathless interviews constantly about this poll or that poll. There was also a Leger poll out that showed the Liberals growing. There was uh, polls uh, done uh, in some writings in the 905, which showed them in writings that I thought that they would probably lose with fairly significant leads in Oakville and in the, in the Markham Thornhill seat. So, you know, uh, look, who knows what's going on out there? I think they do need to get their act together. I think they need a cleaner, clearer, crisper message. I think they have a tendency to Ottawa speak, uh, the Trudeau guys, and talk about issues that are important in sort of uh, the Rideau Club in Ottawa, but not necessarily important in the country. So I think they have work to do on their message side. But I just can't get breathless and all excited about an Ipsos poll four months out. And just, as I said, just asked uh, Prime Minister Tom Mulcair that. Yeah, um, well, you know, we'll wait and see, because again, four months in politics is uh, an eternity. Quebec Premier François Legault saying it's time to turn the page in the province's debate over religious simple symbols, and Legault says he'll also invoke closure to pass uh, his government's controversial secularism and immigration bills, which means no debate. He's also, you know, this is one of those uh, pieces of legislation that he's also said anyone who tries to challenge this will be facing a notwithstanding clause. This is a truly awful piece of legislation. And in, in any other province, certainly if this were happening under the Doug Ford government, there would be riots in the street. Why is this being met with such, well, nothingness, Bob? I mean, it's literally not, no one's talking about it. Well, you know, I'm, I actually am a Quebecer. I was born in Quebec City. So I, I will give you my, my perspective on it. Quebec is a bit of a different kettle of fish. The island oh, of Montreal... <laughs> Uh, the island of Montreal is very cosmopolitan. It's a multilingual, multicultural, big base of French and English, and it, and it has a sort of a cosmopolitan feel. The rest of Quebec is not like that. It is almost effectively 100% French with some pockets here and there. Those, um, uh, what's his name, Legault, got zero seats on the island of Montreal, and he doesn't represent those people at all. He represents what are called the regions in Quebec. And 
with great respect, and I'll probably get into trouble for saying this, they've been xenophobic for years. They are, uh, they, uh, they, you know, they just don't want to have people from other countries in their communities. They wanted to remain pure is the term. And, uh, and uh, it's, it's been ever thus. So I think he is reflecting uh, the views of the voters who sent them there. And he doesn't really care what people in Montreal have to say about it because he's got no seats there. And he's going to go ahead and do this regardless. Yeah, but you know, the prime minister, as you know, Peter Sherman has been very vocal about these things. And he would have a lot, I think, to say to any other province. But certainly in Quebec, this will be kind of just ignored. And, and to me, it's just the contradiction. It's either you stand up for these things or you don't. It's either uh, a Canada thing or it's not. But Quebec, it's just its own thing. Alors, je suis un autre Québécois, moi. Mm. So, just like Bob, I, I come from there, and I, I spent the first right, right, right. That's years... That's like an ad. Well, I, that's <laughs> it. I, I spent the first 35 years of my life uh, as a Montrealer. I understand Quebec politics. By and large, Bob is correct. Uh, there's the island of Montreal, which is an island unto itself, really, and there's the rest yeah. of Quebec. And, and the short answer to the question that you posed, why are they doing this, is because that's what he perceives Well, not why Quebec- are they doing it. Is, is, why is everyone in Canada doesn't see it? You know, the notwithstanding clause on city council in Toronto was met with, like, pitchforks and you name it. This yeah, is but like, Quebec mm-hmm. wants this, yeah. Alex. Mm-hmm. Quebec wants this. At least the people yeah. who voted in the CAC, they want it. So the CAC is what they call yeah. the yeah. CAQ. So that's Legault's party. In any event, a closure is is invoked in uh, the Ontario legislature and any other legislature across the country all the time. They call it time allocation. So he's doing that. I'm not for a moment suggesting that he's correct. I think this is a hideous piece of legislation. He's doing it on another piece of legislation, however, which has to do with having Quebec values to be able to uh, seek immigration into Quebec. I'm going to tell you, this is going to sound to some people like um, I'm a little bit off the rails, but I don't think that's so bad. There you go. And on that note, gentlemen, au revoir. Merci beaucoup. Always appreciate it. I'll I'll see you at the parade. All right. All right. See you at the parade. Yeah, I'll be going. Damn right I'll be going. Got to get my kid into the history, but I thank you both for sharing your Fridays always with me. That is Bob Richardson and Peter Sherman joining us tonight. I will absolutely be at the parade. I think you will too, Mike. Mel? Maybe with bells on. With bells on, that'll be a good look. Put some pants on too. That uh, half of counterpoint was brought to you by Pizzaville, which I could just kill a pizza right now. Kill a pizza right now. Four one six seven three six three six three six or pizzaville dot ca. Literally, I would climb over this deck if a pizza arrived. This diet is horrific. <laughs> You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.